0: Welcome to another edition of the Cuz I Have To podcast. When living your dream
1: is the only option.
0: Uh, I do want to say we did take a poll of people whether or not we should continue the pod and it was a resounding uh, 100%.
1: Yes. So thank you, everyone. We love
0: you. They were like, keep going. So here we are, guys. Yeah. Uh, We are bringing back a guest who hasn't been on since August 31st, 2021.
1: Which blows my mind, by the way. Yeah.
0: Uh, so we'd like to bring back guests to see where they're at. We've got Congo Linda on the line. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Linda.
2: Oh, uh, Map C. I am thrilled to be here.
0: So Linda uh, spent a lot of time, well, from uh, Southern California. Uh, we lived in the same complex together in Los Angeles, but then she moved to the Congo, then came back and is now kind of going back and forth to the Congo, we're going to find out
2: why she does this and more. And that's all coming up. Are you ready, Linda? I think so. I don't know if I'm ever ready for some of the questions that you guys send my way, but... (laughs)
0: Guess what Jason Friday
1: What Julie Slater
0: (laughs) You just figured my name out (laughs) Who are you (laughs) Uh, We made it to season 4 of the Cause I have to podcast When living your dream is the
1: only option
0: uh, We dedicate ourselves to Finding people who are living their dreams
1: Basically anything That somebody has passion for We have them on this
0: podcast So buckle up It's time for another great episode and we're back. <laughs> All right. So let's do a little timeline there, Linda. So you're from Southern California. I think you were born in Riverside. Or That's you grew right. up, yeah. So yep. we met in Los Angeles living in the same complex. And then was it twenty fourteen that you moved to the Congo? I think so. Yeah. Right before Jason and I met. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You left me for the Congo, a place I can never go. <laughs> So then uh, the universe brought Jason into my life. So thank you for moving.
2: (laughs) My pleasure.
1: At the time, it was a fair trade, but now we like you to come back.
0: Yeah, it'd be great if you just moved back. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so then you moved to the Congo, 2014. At one point, you decide to go back to school to get your master's. Uh, What is the master's in?
2: The master's is in public health, and I decided to do it at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine because I felt that it would give a different perspective in that particular area of study, for example, as opposed to like coming back to do a master's in the U.S. So, yeah, I was able to complete that in December 2021. So
0: but in January or February of 2020, you go to London to take some classes there. uh, And then what happens to everybody in the world? Yeah.
2: So if I recall correctly, I think it was something to do with a pandemic. Yeah. And some I sort think the world was, ending, <laughs> right? was on
0: fire. So the pandemic happens, you're in London. So, then, yep. so you know, maybe people don't understand, you know, being in the middle of a health crisis and going to the Congo is not a great idea. So then you don't even get to go back to the Congo you have to like decide I guess I'm just gonna stay in, in in this come back to the States and stay here and bunker down with everybody else for the two weeks that the pandemic's gonna happen. <laughs> oh my so god So in I'll fact the that.
2: borders in Congo closed. So I couldn't have gotten back in even if I'd wanted to. Wow. They didn't want me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's kinda of um, funny, I feel like you might have gone back, would you have?
2: I don't think so. Yeah. Just because there was a lot of uncertainty. Um, but it was just odd to think that, oh, so the borders closed, I can't get back. And I sort of vacillated between coming back to California or Missouri, where my brother and his family are. And like you said, it's like, okay, a couple of weeks, a couple of months, we'll figure this out, and then we'll move on. Well, <laughs>
0: years go by so that oh you my gosh. yeah, you stay <laughs> in the U.S. And you also did a transition uh, because, you know, stop me if I'm wrong on the timeline, because you were going for your master's so that you could also apply for different jobs. Linda and I were both freelancing uh, at the time, which is a whole nother world because we both had like full time, I'm going to say full time, high paying jobs. <laughs> and then you go right. freelancing, not knowing how much you're going to make every month. And it is a different beast.
1: It is a totally different beast.
0: Am I am I right, Linda?
2: You are absolutely <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. A little unnerving at times, for sure. Yeah, it definitely
0: yeah. builds character. That's for sure. Uh, so then you were going to get your master's so that you could apply for, because a lot of the jobs in your field required a master's, right? Correct. Correct.
2: Yeah. And I felt like I had a lot of experience in the field. So on the ground experience, boots on the ground, but I really wanted that academic theoretical background as well, which has really helped immensely as I looked for a job and and found a job. So then when did you get your master's? I finished it in December, 2021.
0: All right. So then you were on the hunt for a job and then you landed one. I did. And that takes you to, so now you didn't have any, it's kind of interesting with you and the Congo. I mean, you grew up with your family going to the Congo and doing work there and you had been there when you were younger, but you didn't have any reservations about returning to the Congo. No,
2: no reservations at all. What
0: about if it was to live there permanently? Like I know now you're just going there for months at a time.
2: Um, You know, it's kind of interesting as I think about that because I'm, continue to be in transition, so to speak, um, because I am going back and forth. It's hard to say if I would, you know, want to be there permanently, full time. Um, It's a challenging environment to be in and it's tiring um, and it's just a, a different mindset and you're, you have a different type of community. I don't know how to describe it. You know, the people that you're, you know, connected to there, it's very transient. Whereas if you're living in the U S you're able to build a community, um, like we did there where we were. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: In LA. So. Well, that's the one thing that people might not realize. Like I remember watching that movie. I remember it was like WTF was the name of it. Oh yeah. Uh, but it was a movie about people who report in Afghanistan. They're right. reporters yeah. on the field. Yeah. And it reminded me of your situation because one of the characters was saying, like, anyone who does this kind of work is kind of not looking for anything permanent because they're they're on the road all the time away right. from their family living a completely different life, you know, in Afghanistan than when they come back to their family. So I don't know, just so you had mentioned, too, right, that it's everyone's coming and going like and maybe nobody goes to the Congo thinking they're staying like when you left. I don't know that you thought in the beginning you were like, oh, I'll go there for a year or two. And you were there. How long? Seven, eight years, six years. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. I didn't go there with the idea that I would be there for so long. Yeah, but it was an experience. I would, no regrets at all. I mean, really an amazing time. What would you, you say know, uh, was your
0: biggest takeaway from that time?
2: It was relatively empowering because I thought to myself, wow, if I can do this, you know, I put my mind to something, I I can do this.
1: Anything uh, you can do, I can do better. Yeah. Anything?
0: Would you say it's similar <laughs> to surviving living in Manhattan? <laughs> Also quite challenging. Yes.
2: Challenging, but a different type of challenge, I might add. So, okay.
0: So if New York's saying is, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. What's Congo's saying? If you make it out alive, then you can make it anywhere.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's really along the same lines. If if you can make it there, I mean, because you're operating in a different language, you're operating, you know. So in New York, you'd still be speaking English, you'd still be hanging out with Americans, whereas in Congo, it's completely different environment. So
1: yeah, it's different worlds, literally. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah,
2: yeah,
0: and people speak French, but they also speak many different forms of Congolese,
2: right? Yeah, so the local languages that they speak, um, they actually have five official languages, French being really the, the diplomatic um, government um, business language, because it's the common language of uh, the Belgians who um, colonized um, the country. Um, and then there's Lingala and Shaluba and Kikongo and Swahili that are spoken primarily in different areas of the country, but then all of these other local languages that in fact aren't at all related to those four local languages. So I think they said it's probably 250 plus local languages.
1: Wow, That's crazy because I know like Nigeria has like 375 or something like that, just an astronomical, like dialects, just never ending. And I'm, and that, I can't even comprehend that. (laughs)
2: That's so yeah. Far yeah, out. so here you've got a country where people don't even understand each other. Right. So, you know, that unless reminds, you you've got um, as to say that reminds me of, of
0: a someone we know who is married to someone and they don't speak each other's languages. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that I, does I think happen. Communi- huh? That really breaks the communication <laughs> it <sure laughs> barrier. It's <does. laughs> oh, a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> so what's kind of interesting is that Linda and I both ended up, so we were both freelancing and both like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. It does take a certain personality to freelance. And then we both landed, you know, kind of more permanent full-time positions at the same time, which was kind of neat. Yeah. How does it feel? So how does it feel? It's very the different. So now you work from the States, but you do go to, to Congo. When was your first trip back to Congo since the pandemic and all that?
2: This last June. And I was there for three months. So that's and a long I'll be stretch back in December. So how did mm-hmm. that
0: feel going back? Like the moment you landed and got, I mean, there has to be a part of like, oh boy, here we go. Like, you know, when you land in the airport, like, all right, because you got to put your different brain on to live there, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, totally. But it was funny because I thought a lot about that. And it was just like, it was totally normal, you know, back. Okay. And you're right. You've got to do a mental shift and you just fall right into the routine and it felt normal. So it was, it was kind of interesting because I think ultimately, you know, I feel most comfortable obviously in the U S but yeah, it was, it was just like no time had passed, honestly. Wow, wow, which
1: is hard to say because it would have been three and a half years prior that you were there, which was yep. pre-pandemic, which right. the pandemic has already mm-hmm. felt like it's been a decade's worth of time to some people, at least.
2: <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like,
0: and what do you think mm-hmm. changed there since, since did the pandemic changed any ways of the ways of life there?
2: Not from my perspective. Everyone operates pretty much in the same way. You know, it's a very auditory, face-to-face interaction type of society, so you're most effective when you are actually talking to someone face-to-face, you know, talking to them on the phone, but all of those, the networks that you build there depend on really your presence being there,
0: yeah. so. Yeah.
2: They're not big texters, <laughs> voice oh, messaging yes. no, each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I- Oh my gosh! I hate that. <laughs> Sorry.
0: You hate the voice messaging.
2: Be- yeah, because then you have to take the time to listen, and it's like you know what? Just you can skim a message, right? If you're reading it. Yeah. But if you have to listen to the entire message, as somebody talk. Oh my gosh.
1: Or this is weird. Um, you could pick up the phone. There's number yeah. pads on there, and then you right. put it to your ear, right. and it connects somehow, and you could, <laughs> you could say yeah. what you. He's tell. always like, and, "Why, and do why he- don't you
0: call that person?" Like. Not calling, right. I know I love calling. I call me, what am I? I do too. 95 like I, I love calling, but well, when it's like a business I'm or something, you, I'd rather just yeah. send them a text or an email you know, <laughs> you know, call them. I know, and then sure. I then I
2: hate this whole like, oh, so you send a text message, are you available? Oh, let's schedule a time to talk. Let's, yeah, like, oh my what? god, it but drives just... me
0: crazy when someone says, <laughs> Can I call you? <laughs> Right. Why don't you call? And if I answer, then you'll know I can take the call. I know. People do that. And then you can leave a message. Call me back when it's mm -hmm. a good time.
1: Or not just, hey, can I call you or whatever? It's, hey, can you call me real quick? And it's like, why don't you just call me? Oh, my God. I hate you now more than I hate me.
0: Or (laughs) since we're on a gripe fest, when someone leaves a message. Clearly a pet peeve. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I have a really big question to ask you. Can you give me a call? (laughs) That's like when a boss says, Oh my God. I need to have a meeting with you. And then you're like, Oh gosh. And then they're like, Wow, I love your pants. Yeah, that was it. I just wanted to ask where you got those pants. You're like, I thought you were firing me. <laughs> <laughs> give some, like, it, like can't someone say, Hey, I have a big question. It's about Thanksgiving. Call me back, you know, or whatever.
1: Yeah. Or, Hey, I have a big question. Do you mind if I give you a quick call? And you know what I mean? Because that way they're going to give you, like, they're going to well, do no, the that's action. That's exactly
0: what we don't want. I mean, just give the call
1: or sure but some <laughs> just people Just
0: give the call sure
1: but if they word it a certain way it's kind of like hey you might be busy so I don't want to you know step yeah. on in the middle of what you might be in you know what you're doing or something let's say you're recording a book and somebody calls you a bunch of times and you don't answer wouldn't you rather? well maybe just be if like, they already called yeah and yeah. then they
0: could say hey I just sure. tried calling I have a question
1: right that's what I mean but Different not the context. initial no correct.
0: Yeah. The only thing yeah. I will say is I do have a friend that I met during uh, my audiobook course, and we became accountability partners. She lives in New York. We literally do set up an appointment to talk to each other once a month. And that seems ridiculous to someone like Linda, but I talk to her more than I talk to any of my friends, mostly
2: <laughs> because because it's, it's a pre-programmed scheduled. meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, can't yeah. do no, it. No, We're no, like, hey, true. we got to skip yeah. it to
0: next week. Uh, yeah. just because we like, you know, the course is over. We like checking in with each other. Yeah, yeah.
2: So that's really, so what you're telling me is that we need to schedule, a program a regular like monthly check-in yeah, call. Yeah, I think a monthly would okay. be nice. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. So
1: when do you leave to Congo? So you oh, guys get yeah. scheduled. You're going to meeting.
2: Congo again. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, on December 2nd.
1: For how long? Mm -hmm. Three months?
2: Yeah, give or take.
1: Jeez, Mm -hmm. you're going to have Christmas out there. She's going to be, be...
2: aren't you going to South Africa? I
0: don't know if you want to tell your details and if you'd like to give us a map of every place you'll be and what dates. (laughs) So we can
1: track (laughs)
2: you. (laughs) Right, addresses, telephone numbers. Yeah. 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 No, I do have the opportunity to go to South Africa for Christmas, which will be really nice. That's
1: very special. Wow. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, why don't you give us,
0: um, for our dear listener, a brief summary of what you're <laughs> like, what exactly you do in the position that you're in. Like, what's the name of your position? What do you do?
2: So I was actually, during my freelancing time, was working with two universities and facilitating the research projects um, with the university I worked with in Congo, Université Protestant au Congo, a Congo Protestant university. So... One of those universities, the University of North Carolina, we had started discussions some time back about, hey, why don't you officially join our team? So we went through those discussions. And when I came on board, I came on board as director of DRC Research Collaboration and Development, say that all in (laughs) One really fast, right? Yeah. yeah the- um, but you know, it it involves managing the research projects we're doing. UNC has been in the in Congo for a long time doing research work. Right now, we're working in malaria, so we're we've launched a malaria molecular surveillance project um, in nine provinces in the country. Wow. So we actually are touching all those different local languages um, that we've talked about a little bit earlier. And so the materials that we need to prepare for those work sites, those field visits, have to be in all those different local languages. Wow! So when we prepare the documents in the US, they then have to be translated to French, and then subsequently they have to be translated to the local languages, so that people participating in the study understand what's going on. So yeah, and doing a randomized control trial involving hepatitis B, um, and birth dose vaccine and trying to look at whether to child transmission of the virus. So it's been really interesting. I just find the work really fascinating. And, you know, sort of being able to participate in this work makes me feel, and I, you know, maybe others as well, makes me feel like I'm doing my part. I'm contributing the...
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So now what about malaria? Like, has anything changed over the decades uh, with how bad malaria is I, isn't there like not a cure when someone gets it isn't it more like preventative or not that's correct yeah. yeah
2: yeah that's right once you've gotten it that's kind of it and it can resurface one of the and it, it kind of go in up and down in prevalence rates right some years it's a little better it's probably it's a little better in the dry season congo has two seasons, dry season and rainy season. Mosquitoes are worse in the rainy season because of all the water, obviously. Throughout the years, the prevalence rates have gone up and down. Um, What we're finding now and the reason for our malaria project this time around is we found a strain parasite that has mutated that is, in fact, drug resistant. So the treatment for malaria, the drugs that are used to treat malaria are ineffective. So that is a real problem and so Um, we start we're tracking that as it sort of moves east into the country
1: wow you know i feel like talking with you and other people diseases viruses parasites whatever you need to find something after the fact like because it's moving so fast you can't find something before you get it or before that thing occurs. Oh, like it's so, we were
0: talking to Megan Peasley, a guest, yeah. about um, diabetes.
1: Right, and and that's just like... And that uh, they r-
0: focus more on helping sustain a person than cure it.
1: Yeah, because it was moving so fast, they had yeah. to stop the research on how to stop it, and they had to go to the back end, which is how to just deal with it and, yeah. and live yeah. with it. So that. you're
2: like backpedaling all the that's time. That's correct. Right? You're being reactive and not proactive. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i feel like that well, goes
1: for so many things though that's which is just yeah. like cheese. No, that's, that's true yeah although
2: there is the malaria vaccine that's been released that is not super super effective but you know even if it's 40 percent effective that's better than zero right i was right? gonna so, say
1: absolutely yeah. yeah
2: so they've launched. they've started launching those um that vaccine wow um, distributing so, it to various countries so when right. you go to
0: the congo like what there's so many things, like whether it's malaria or, you know, it's a it seems at times kind of a dangerous place to live. You don't seem affected by that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's different levels of danger, right? I mean, I could go into the grocery store here in the U.S. and somebody could come in with a gun and I could be a victim. You know, there's just different levels of, of danger. Sure. And obviously you're prudent, right? You take your anti-malarials, um, And you take all your vaccines, you know, yellow fever, meningitis, all the hepatitis vaccines, the typhoid. You do your best to, you know, mitigate any disease. Right. You sort of take it in stride, I guess. Right. You just develop a different comfort zone. Sure.
0: And what about like just going about town? I know when you were living there, you had a car. Have you been, I don't know if this last time, I think you... Like, I don't know if people understand in Congo, you a lot of people have drivers uh, to right. drive you around. And that seems like a safer option, right?
2: Yeah. So this last time when I was there, I did have access to my the same vehicle that I was using before. And I drove a little bit, but the traffic has gotten much worse because the, the number of motorcycle drivers, um, which is used as taxis shuttle oh, wow. people around mm. has grown exponentially. And that seems very scary you, to drive yeah. Yeah. on a motorcycle yeah, in Congo. All yeah. the stories <laughs> yeah. you tell us about mm-hmm. the
0: drivers just mm-hmm. smacking each other.
2: Exactly. Exactly. But if you, and you know, as a foreigner, you can be subject to, you can be targeted. Um, yeah, sure. And, but if you have a driver, it's a lot easier. Um, you know, if anything that would happen, it would be, my fault as the foreigner. Right. I just got the sense. And it seemed to me that a lot of Congolese even are using drivers more and more. So while I did drive a little bit, I didn't feel like I had the same freedom to move around in a sense, which is a shame. Right. I mean, that's at some level, if you don't have the ability to for society to move around, you know, with some sense of security, you know, less people go out, less people spend money. And so
0: hurts the whole economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no so overall, uh, you're feeling pretty good about everything that's happening. Your overall update yes. uh, about the work you're doing, and and you love Abs- you know absolutely. being in the U.S. and going to the Congo. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. I really I have a great team that I'm working with. I always say to everybody, it's just like they're so nice. How could they be so nice? <laughs> but so collaborative and really have a vision to not only promote the research they're doing, but to also promote um, our Congolese colleagues and the infrastructure, help to build the infrastructure there so that they can become more and more involved in the work that, that we're all doing together. So, yeah, it's a great team. Really love it
0: right that's awesome wow so cool uh well it's that time in the program uh where we ask you five oh, no questions oh oh no <laughs> your favorite part it's five oh. o'clock somewhere oh, you see him you seem to have some ptsd from the last five o'clock somewhere is that I true
2: do. <laughs> yes oh my god <laughs> so okay take it easy on me <laughs> all right linda
0: here we go uh, question number one what's been the best congo meal you've had
2: uh chicken wamba so it's a uh, chicken that is cooked in a like a palm nut sauce um and the fried plantains Ooh.
1: excellent oh, yeah
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. how about i know that they, there's a lot of avocados there how different
0: are those from california is california better
2: Happ- happily they are exactly the same i mean oh nice yeah oh wow no no it's it it was when when i saw that i had endless amounts of guacamole in my future when i arrived i was like this is a good place to be <laughs> nice That's okay question is. number two
1: when returning to la is there one food spot or place you have to hit
0: well besides our place you know,
2: my, my, exactly <laughs> exactly my hosts are always really good about that. We had a great sushi place that we used to go to, mm-hmm. um, and then Mexican food is always my my go-to. Um, so, and those yes. spots have changed from time to time, but yeah.
0: So R.I.P. Sushi by H Yeah. Aro. we Missed still miss you. you. Yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, question number three. You are obviously well-educated and street smart for being able to live just about anywhere. Can you name one thing that you feel ridiculously uneducated about?
2: Um. So is this where you like cut the podcast because
1: I'm going to have a big <laughs> pause? <laughs> I mean, it is a, yeah, it's a, it's a,
2: it's a good question. Yeah.
1: It's a deep, Thank it you. Is a deep Thank you. it's a deeper question than one might mm-hmm. anticipate or think about.
2: And and it's actually like a, a job review. You know, when you have to write your own job review, yeah. what are yeah. your
0: biggest weakness? Yeah. I <laughs> right.
2: overwork and I think about my job too much. <laughs> or more like what is my, what is an opportunity that I would like to address? Right. Um, um gosh this, it's a tough one I mean, I mean i could come up with you one, know i mean there's maybe current there. music <laughs> oh yeah oh no that totally works oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's, current that's, indie that's, alt too, music. that's too simple
1: though <laughs> see, so we're was, gonna circle
0: back to that one linda yeah, keep it yeah. in the okay. back of mind see yeah. if you have an okay. answer yeah. right all right uh, question number four
1: we're recording this thanksgiving week what are your most oh geez what are you most grateful for
2: most grateful for really the opportunities that i've been able to pursue um sure of course that took some effort on my part and the mentors in my life um that you know from from day one really that helped me to get where where i am so it's not an you know one mentor or another it's really a huge village of mentors
0: you're welcome Um, you're welcome yes
2: exactly exactly (laughs)
0: Okay, question number five. You got your master's and often returned to the Congo for work. What is your, you've kind of hit this a little bit. What's your big picture goal for the work you do?
2: I think um, it's really about build, and I did, you're right. I hit on this before. Um, it's really about building an environment there um, that can sustain the work Moving forward or expanding when I'm, for example, not on the ground, Um, because it shouldn't depend on me. It should be a group um, effort and part of the group um, that needs to be participating in that. All all, all group members need to be participating in that. So,
0: yeah. All right. uh, Now we're just going to circle back to that one question. Uh, Yeah. Is there anything you feel... Like wow, I'm such a dummy when it comes to that. I'm sure that's the language you use in your brain. (laughs) Linda, why am I such a dummy? Such a dummy. (laughs) I just heard one of our other neighbors yell at themselves. They said, "No, I'm such a fucking idiot." (laughs) And I was like, "Oh my god, that guy is insane." But anyway, is this a neighbor I know? Yes, it is. You sure (laughs) should
1: do. You sure should do, nephew. (laughs)
0: Uh, So anything? Anything else? how about something that you're like oh i wish you know i knew more about this or how to do this or i
1: feel like that's a lot of things you know that's i'm why just she's... trying to give some ideas no i get it that's why she's in such deep thought about yeah it.
2: i mean you did hit on the music thing that was because that's what we used to go back and forth about it's like <laughs> who's that what what's that his I mean, name
1: is, there... is michael jackson <laughs> This
0: group is called
1: the Beatles.
0: The Beatles came out with a new song by the way, Linda. But by the way, they they're not all together anymore. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else? No, I think Yeah, okay. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's a wrap. We'll end on that yeah. Beatles zinger. <laughs> Ding. zinger. Thank you, Linda. We're- Congo Linda. Thank you for coming back on the pod. We look forward to seeing you again soon. Uh, safe travels. To the Congo
2: and uh, your trip to South Africa for the holidays. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure once again to chat with you. And thanks for no skinny dipping questions. (laughs) That's funny. We reviewed the last episode. Which is, by the way, um,
0: oh, I had it written down in the last one. But you look up August 31st. I think it was episode 35, maybe. 45, I think. I
1: think you said 45. Yeah. Yeah, I was laughing about
0: the skinny dipping question. (laughs) All right. Thanks for being on. Great,
2: thanks.
0: Welcome to the Afterpod, where we talk about our guest. After they leave the room that was Congo, Linda, a return guest. It's been a couple years, more than two, since she's last been on.
1: I know, it's, it's wild. The stories that we didn't talk about, that we've been told just over the years... Yeah, I mean, the Congo
0: is really kind of an unsafe place. (laughs) I'm not really (laughs) sure how she feels (laughs) comfortable there. Uh, I know we've mentioned this on the last pod when she was on. Like, our friend Pete travels the world. He's probably gone to most places in the world. He's like, I'm not going to Congo.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So, interesting. But she did grow up. I think her uncle was a... um, he was in uh not in the in the ministry or No no yeah I think uh, we He can't, wasn't a minister but what do they call that min uh it starts with an M
1: A, ma- a Mason? No.
0: <laughs> when you do charity work? Anyone? Can anyone call in on the hotline? Anybody call on What's the hotline. What's the word for charity work? In the meantime, I'll do a In the ministry. Back. Was he in the ministry? <sighs> In the ministry <sighs> We got it in the ministry I'm a minister Yes I am Clicky clack Don't you So her bend uncle was bend. a Ma mm, Ma
1: A missionary No I'm, A missionary
0: Oh
1: Clicky clack Don't you dare Cause it
0: a missionary, is I'm a missionary man I'm a
1: missionary man Missionary Visionary
0: Ooh. Gotta be a missionary man oh. Gotta be a missionary man Do you think that's Gotta where Michelin a Michelin Got the from A Michelin Gotta missionary For such
1: a missionary man, a
2: missionary a
0: missionary missionary man. man. Grab a missionary <laughs> man I am a missionary man And it looks here Hey, I'm a missionary man. That's right. Missionary, missionary man. Oh, that's like in those Hallmark movies when magic happens. That's right. I think he was a missionary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Missionary.
0: Okay, so she had some comfort there in the Congo. But yeah, the stories she tells, even with like, they don't obey traffic lights or signs or lanes right and then there was some story about they can smash into your car but then blame you that you smashed into them and they pull you over and
1: it's kind of i think they take yeah. your
0: car oh no right they put that car on fire yeah that's what they i'll did. say these are alleged stories that we heard yeah Anyway, we love having people uh, them come back and talk about their successes. Uh, looks like Linda's doing really well and enjoying living in the states, but also traveling back and forth to the Congo. Must be nice to go and know you're not staying there forever. Yeah, like oh, I'll be back, but yet she doesn't mind going back.
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like she she enjoys that actually. You know, because now it's like cool. She has a home base here, which she loves this state. She's from here. Fine, that's what right. Yeah. Um. It is funny that she did, did and does have love for Congo, but now maybe even more so because she's in the field. One that she's in the field that she I mean, loves. She always two, was
0: in that field, but not in like a permanent position. That's what I mean, though. Yeah. Now it's like she's elevated. She's done a lot of to, research. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's it's which is different. Yeah, it is different in a in a great way, more positive in her eyes, and obviously just a. She could probably do more now, too, being, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty sweet.
0: All right. Well, that's a wrap. Uh, This is Thanksgiving week. So happy Thanksgiving.
1: Happy Thanksgiving.
0: Uh, We are so grateful for you, dear listener. Uh, Thank you for taking us under your wing and letting us be a part of your lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: We'll check you out next time.
1: That's right. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to the Cuz I Have To podcast.
0: Find us on Instagram at Cuz I Have To podcast.
1: Email us at Cuz I Have To podcast at gmail.com.
0: If you know someone living their dreams, tell us about them.
1: And if you dig what you hear, please share share the podcast podcast on on your your socials, socials
0: so we can grow this baby.
1: Okay, folks, until next time.